Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C., we dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks for listening to the best of the Ben Maller Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weeknight from 2 to 6 Eastern, 11 p.m. to 3 a.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio, and to find your local station for the Ben Mather Show at foxsportsradio.com, you can find it there, or stream us live every night on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. This is the best of the Ben Mather Show on Fox Sports Radio. Not a classic on a Monday night. Welcome in the beginning of another edition of the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere with fresh thoughts. We hope fresh thoughts. Just inquire within. We're here coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast. It's spectacularly powerful. Microphones of FSR emanating live. From the wave, the microwave of hot takes, and we had double barrel action on a Monday night. We start out, though, in Cincinnati, as it was the nightcap of the Monday night double header. The Eagles play the early game, Philadelphia taking on Tampa Bay in a game that was not very competitive at all in that game as we try to adjust some random things. But anyway, uh, the the nightcap there, Joe Burrow, unexpectedly playing in the game all week. The anticipation was, hey, he's probably not going to play. Burrow's probably not going to be out there for the Bengals. He's dealing with a calf injury, and they played host to the L.A. Rams, as we said there. So I don't know if you saw the game or not. Uh, maybe you missed it. Joe Mixon, he had 65 yards on the ground. He had a touchdown. That was the only touchdown of the game for the Cincinnati football team as they win it in a low-scoring, some would say dull, football game, 19-16. to 
the final in favor of the home team. So the Bengals get their first win. They improve to one and two. They have the Titans next week. The Rams drop to one and two. They have a date with Indianapolis coming up for them. But the better story is in the losing locker room, and so that is where we go here. The question, as we discuss the Monday night game, what were your takeaways from the losing side, the Rams, as they go down? So I've got intervention, smiling emoji, and deep fake. And we will combine all of these things together, and we will plant the seed that we might harvest later on. That's how we're going to do it. We're going to plant something, and maybe it'll grow up. All right, so A, uh, the, the, the big statement, which is kind of obvious here, in the game of life, uh, whether you're talking about real life or sports, which is fake, you have to adapt to your environment. Believe in Darwinism, right? If you don't adapt to your environment, bad things are going to happen. So the Rams did not adapt well to their environment in Cincinnati in this game. And the Bengals had their their uh, Monday night best. They had the, the, the white uniforms with the Bengal stripes there. They didn't use the traditional Halloween orange uniform. A uniform, so they, so they went the other direction there, uh, but it was impaired. The Rams uh, are not built to come from behind. Uh, most teams are not. The Rams are certainly not. They're front runners, and so you got to score touchdowns early in the game. And uh, this is one of those that was a winnable game. The Bengals are a more talented team at this point than the Rams. Rams don't have Cooper Cup, and even when they have Cooper Cup, they're still not as good as the Bengals, but... The, the fact that the the Rams' defense uh, held Cincinnati to field goal, field goal, field goal, field goal, only 19 points, one touchdown, that's good enough to win the game. That's good enough to win the game, but the Rams failed to capitalize, and they really only scored nine points themselves. They scored the late touchdown, but by that time the game was pretty much over with because of the clock and the fact you cannot get an onside kick in the modern NFL because, God forbid, you have a traditional onside kick. Uh, somebody somebody might end up in the injury tent, so you can't do that out of an abundance of caution. But I go back to Sean McVay. And Sean McVay, his decision-making in this particular game uh, left a lot to be desired. Now, for reference, the, the Rams here, the, the offensive line – to begin the year, they actually played pretty well against Seattle, which is more about Seattle not showing up to play against the Rams in that first game. But they did not allow – I don't think Stafford was sacked in the first game against the Seahawks. And then uh, last week against the Niners, they did a pretty good job. But he, it's about the point in the season where people start falling to the wayside. And there's injuries, and so the Rams are dealing with that there. it's a It, it started out as a patchwork offensive line – and now they're they're putting some real flotsam and jetsam out there, spare parts, castaways. Uh, and uh, if things are fine uh, with the offensive line, Matthew Stafford looks pretty good. But as soon as the offensive line starts uh, popping a tire, then he turns into Bugs Bunny, he, he, harebrained, harebrained uh, quarterback play there for Matthew Stafford. And uh, what happens? I, I go back to the Darwinism point. You're supposed to adapt, right? You're supposed to uh, make quick reads, get rid of the ball, treat it like a hot potato. You don't hold on to a hot potato. You get rid of it. Treat it like a live hand grenade. Treat the football like a live hand grenade and just get rid of the hand grenade. You don't want the hand grenade to blow up in your hand. So you get rid of it. And uh, far too often in this game, uh, there was just no sense of urgency. Uh, I didn't see that through most of the game. And Sean McVay, uh, this was not a masterpiece of offensive wisdom 
in this game. I, You know what I need? I need aggression. I I need the dog. Not the cat. I need the dog. I uh, didn't get the dog. Didn't get the dog here, and that's a bad job by uh, McVay. You're, you're pretty much playing with house money. The fact that Burrow played turned things a little, little sideways. If Burrow hadn't played, the Rams would have won this game easily. But Burrow played. He didn't even play that well. But even though that was unexpected, uh, they had the better playmaker. So you have to then press your luck. May we recommend a Sean McVay intervention? There's one thing here that McVay, and as he has continued to develop his coaching career, he continues to fall back to a crutch. And it's the damn field goals, the the dad gum field goals, as a certain person would say, because you know what happened? You're in the red zone. They they were terrible on third down. They converted one of eleven in this game. But on uh, on on a couple of times early in the game, you get down there. There was one they had the ball. Uh, a tell tutu uh, touched out of bounds at the three yard line. So whatever. But go for it. What what? And you get get a sack. I would I would have gone for it. In that situation, and said, "Hey, let's make the Bengals go a gazillion yards and all that." You keep kicking these field goals, and uh, most of the time, you're not going. That's not a recipe to succeed on the road, kicking a bunch of field goals. Now, turning the page here, the Matthew Stafford story. Take a couple of steps back here. How should the Rams handle Matthew Stafford going forward, knowing what we know about the offensive line? And it's only going to get worse. It's only going to get worse for the Rams. So this is a riddle that we have the answer for. Matthew Matthew Stafford, in this game against Cincinnati, he took a turn to the wild side. It was a sack party through a couple of egregious interceptions in the game. And so with that as a sign of coming attractions, the first thing the Rams should do when they wake up the morning after the Monday night game is send a good morning text, not to Matthew Stafford. They should send a bunch of smiley emojis to Joe Douglas, the GM of the Jets. Hey, Joe, how would you like to have Matthew Stafford as your quarterback? I know you don't have a quarterback right now. Just uh, put a feeler out there. Right, see if you, you convince the Jets. The Jets are clueless. They don't know what they're doing. They're a bunch of morons, the Jets. And maybe they'd be dumb enough to take Matthew Stafford off your hands and you, they could sell that to the New York fan and say that Matthew Stafford is the, the savior. We got a chance now and all that. And I'd be even willing to take that turd burger, the quarterback Zach Wilson from the Jets, if it meant getting something uh, of uh, a higher standard. I, listen, the, the Rams with this offensive line, unless Stafford has some kind of come-to-Jesus moment, I, I just sense down the line, like every other game is going to be like this where he gets sacked a gazillion times, and he throws interceptions because that's what happens if the offensive line is not perfect. He, the Rams have to adjust. If they're not going to adjust, they might as well get rid of Matthew Stafford, right, and just get rid of him. Uh, he's a diminishing asset with this offensive line the way it is, and uh, it would, in theory, give the Jets a jolt of caffeine. And maybe the Jets are dumb enough. I, I don't like draft picks. I'm F them picks, guys. But if the Jets want to trade a first-round pick, you know, they're dumb enough to do that, and Rams – want to take it, they can either use that or trade that for something else. Now, the last word here. As for the winner's side of the equation, where is Joe Burrow at right now? Well, he's in Ohio. Uh, he's in Cincinnati, Ohio. But where, as far as where is his performance at, 
If that's the question, watching this game objectively here, if if I'm being Benny Brightside, I say work in progress. That's Benny Brightside. If I'm being good talk show host, I'm like, wait a minute, that looked like an imposter. That was a deep fake version of Joe Burrow. That didn't remind me of the Joe Burrow I've seen in the past. What happened to Joe Burrow? Was he kidnapped? Who kidnapped Joe Burrow? Where did Joe Burrow go? Because that, that guy looked a, a guy that played Monday night looked a lot closer to a Zach Wilson type quarterback or a Mac Jones type quarterback than the Joe Burrow I recall. I, I know the calf's an issue. I get that. But man, you talk about choppy waters and turbulence there. The Rams are at their, their peak and average NFL defense. If everything goes right there, I know they have Aaron Donald, but they're an average NFL defense. And they kept the Bengals in check, partly because. This was not the high-flying Cincinnati offense. This was a counterfeit version of the Bengals. And Burrow was immobile. Uh, That was part of the problem here. And out of an abundance of caution, Cincinnati went with that remedial game plan where you only get one touchdown. That was a Joe Mixon one. But four field goals, a missed field goal. Burrow averaged a measly 5.3 yards per pass, completing Barely over 50% of his passes, he did have an interception. So he's got way, 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 way of, you know, off in the distance to get to to where he had. Like he's, he's very low at this particular point. Uh, not good at all. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock draft, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A bird feast, if you will, on a pirate ship. Welcome in the beginning. Of another hour, the Ben Maller Show. We are in the air everywhere, making life interesting, but you'll be the judge of that. As we say, don't listen to the Dumbski. Do not listen to the Dumbski. Coast to coast, border to border, and beyond on the vast and ear-catchingly powerful microphones of FSR emanating live from the walk as we Walk the walk of shame on a nightly basis. We are broadcasting live from the TireRack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there in unmatched selection, fast free shipping, free road hazard protection, and over 10,000 recommended installers. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. And our lead this hour, coming from Monday Night Football, we talked last hour, if you were listening about the Cincinnati-LA game. You can hear that archived shortly after we get done. The podcast will be up. Our thoughts on that. But we would expand now this hour on what happened in Tampa, formerly known briefly as Tampa Bay. But Tom Brady ain't walking back through that door. No, he's not. The first leg of the Monday night football doubleheader, the Eagles and the upstart Buccaneers. Coming in, you look at the record, like, wait, what's going on here? Tampa Bay playing better than expected. The Eagles off to the the good start, even though they hadn't played that well. The beneficiary of a number of turnovers. So, locking horns at the pirate ship. What happened in the game? Get to the game. We need the game. Get to the game. So, shiver me timbers, uh, shall we say. Jalen Hurts, he threw for a touchdown. He ran for another touchdown. There were some bumps along the way, but the Eagles get a victory on an end-of-game drive that went over nine minutes. The end-of-game drive for the Philadelphia offense went more than nine minutes, and so the Eagles remain unbeaten, 25-11 to the final over Tampa Bay. The Birds off to the 3-0 start for consecutive seasons for the first time since the early 90s, over a generation ago. In the early 90s. But the better story is where? That's right, the losing locker room. So that is where we start. Let us discuss the question. What the heck happened? What the heck happened to the career renaissance of one Baker Mayfield? Baker doing so well. Oh, he's so good. Baker Mayfield, this, that, and the other. Uh, He played pretty well against Minnesota in week one. Didn't sneak up the joint in week two. You're like, there's something going on here. 
So I've got dinner menu, aptitude test, and kryptonite. And we will combine all of these things together, and we are going to make Cuban cigars. Now, I used to work with a guy here at Fox Sports Radio named Tony Bruno, who spent a lot of time in Tampa. In fact, he moved to Florida. He lives there now. But I uh, said so the, the greatest uh, Cuban cigars in in Tampa, also the Cuban sandwich, also. I've never had the, the Cuban sandwich, but good there. Anyway, so number one. Number yes, what happened to the career renaissance of Baker Mayfield? Well, we can hit the pause button on the remote control. We'll pause the rebirth of Baker Mayfield there. Life does apparently come at you fast in the NFL. Uh, now, we believed, foolishly, we believed that Baker Mayfield had turned some kind of imaginary corner, that he was in a new environment with good receivers, and uh, things were clicking. Things were clicking there after struggling for the last couple of years with the Browns, Rams, Panthers, that Baker Mayfield had found the secret recipe that was hidden in a sofa underneath one of the pillows on the sofa, that he had found what he needed in Florida, and he was starting to cook a little bit for the Bucks over the first two weeks. Now, Baker Mayfield, coming into the game Monday night, was the NFL's fifth-highest-rated quarterback. He had a higher quarterback rating than Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. Now, you knew that wasn't going to last, but at the same time, you did not expect what you got in the game on Monday night. Because Philadelphia, defensively, they had been dreadful at stopping the pass. How bad had they been the first couple weeks of the year in the game against Minnesota and the Patriots? And Mac Jones tore up the Eagle defense pretty well in the middle part of that week one game. The Vikings got a bunch of big touchdowns, uh, big pass plays against the Eagle defense. The Philadelphia pass defense was ranked 30th in the NFL coming in. So you had Small sample size, Baker Mayfield, the two-week wonder, and then you had the Eagles on the other side that couldn't get it done defensively, and only the Seahawks and Chargers worse than Philadelphia stopping the pass to begin the year. So what the heck happened on Monday night? Well, uh, we had a regression to the mean and the side of Baker Mayfield. So essentially we got bamboozled and hoodwinked and hornswoggled and all those big words. It was skullduggery is what happened to us. We were the victims of skullduggery uh, because Baker Mayfield served up a classic dinner menu item that he has served up many times in his days in Cleveland and in Carolina and briefly with the Rams. Uh, Baker Mayfield served up dead meatloaf. Uh, That's what he was. He was dead meatloaf out there on the field. Uh, Just terrible. Uh, Terrible, 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 terrible. Uh, 148 passing yards. Uh, average less than six yards per attempt, seven is average, a touchdown, had the interception. Baker was trying to, for most of the game, drink out of a fire hose. And uh, good luck on that against the Eagles defense. Uh, and, and so has the glass slipper now turned back into a crappy shoe for Baker Mayfield? We're not quite there yet, but if you, you take a look at the big picture here, Tampa Bay in a division with a bunch of also rans. Like, that is a bad division. I know they've won some games here early in the year, but uh, Tampa Bay, they've got New Orleans, which is a winnable game in week four. Then they have their bye, but they still have games against Buffalo and the 49ers down the line, and uh, they have to play uh, some tougher competition 
as we go forward. So uh, the Baker Mayfield story not going very well right now. Now, page two here. How much damage? How much damage did this loss on Monday night do to the Bucks pirate ship? At this point, so now the the positive side would say that's oh, only one game, big deal. You know, you're not going to play perfect every game. You just chalk that up to a bad performance, but everything will be okay. Uh, but I disagree. This is an aptitude test. This was an aptitude test. Philadelphia, one of the top teams in the NFC, they hadn't really played that well to begin the year, even though they were two and zero. So it's an aptitude test. You're living the island life, as we like to say. This is an island game. Everyone was watching. It was the first of a doubleheader. And you had the exclusive television window to drink Mai Tais and lay in your hammock and enjoy the spotlight there at the beginning for the first hour or so of the game and a chance to validate the 2-0 start and say, see, this is, this is legit, that it wasn't just that we were playing the Bears and the Vikings that were good and show that you can compete and maybe not win the game but, but hang around one of the upper crust teams in the NFC. So how did that go exactly for the Buccaneers. Well, I'm glad you asked because a trap door, if you saw the game, you know this, a trap door opened up and below it were were sharks that hadn't eaten in like a month and they were really hungry and you had a little cut and there was blood and these great white sharks were like, man, I'm really hungry. That's some good good meat, good eating. And, uh, and I want some of that uh, because Tampa, they failed in all... Possible categories in this game across the board. They get F's across the board, like the Chicago Bears. The triangle of doom. The triangle of defense allowed 472 yards of offense, 27 first downs. That's the Tampa defense to the Philadelphia offense. The the Birds kept converting third downs. They did whatever they wanted. They held possession of the ball. That last, last possession was over nine minutes. They had the ball for over 38 minutes of a 60-minute a game. So... Double your pleasure, double your fun. Now, the final point here, did Jalen Hurts completely crush the narrative that has been going around that he cannot read defenses, he struggles to read defenses? This is a story we talked about in a previous episode of the show. There were some comments made by Ron Jaworski, former Eagles legend uh, back in the day, a commentator somewhere. Uh, Ron Jaworski, and also a couple years ago, caught on a open mic, Todd Bowles, the, now the head coach in Tampa. He was the defensive coordinator back during a Tampa Bay-Philadelphia playoff game. So to answer the question, did Jalen Hurts completely blow to smithereens the struggles to read defenses, that argument? Uh, I'm going to push back on that. I'm going to push back on that. Now, he certainly did nothing negative. I mean, there were a couple of of throws that were not the greatest throws in the world. Uh, Tampa, in this game, was warm fertilizer. That was their defensive performance. And so we saw, even in this game, you know, there was a little bit of kryptonite, a little bit of kryptonite that came in there, uh, a couple of mistakes, miscommunication. That's on the quarterback, miscommunication. And now he's up to four turnovers, Jalen Hurts, and that was that was the secret sauce last year for Jalen Hurts. He did not turn the ball over very much. Now, it hasn't come back to bite the Eagles in the nest, but you, know, you, you keep turning the ball over like that, it's going to come back. And when you play a better team, like, say, the 49ers down the line in the playoffs and you're turning the ball over, that becomes more costly unless the quarterback of the 49ers goes snap crackle pop but the, the eagles good sauce. every time i watch the eagles in these primetime games and the viking game this game 
And even the first game against the Patriots, which was not a primetime game, like if they get to a third and one or a fourth down and one, they're going to get the first down every time with that tushy-pushy. It's the most dominating play, and they, they run it better than everyone else, the tush-push. you got to keep them on third down and four or five. You, you, you get them down to third down and one or two yards, they're going to get the first down, especially the one-yard situations. It's ridiculous. All right, we have some post-game flavor for you. Here's Baker Mayfield. The aforementioned Baker Mayfield career renaissance on hold. Uh, here is Baker talking in a, uh, a big picture, not individual, big picture perspective. Here's Baker. We just weren't good as a, as a whole skill group-wise. We weren't good enough uh, to get the ball out quickly for our guys up front. We knew they were going to bring some pressure, and I know everybody's probably going to take a little bit of blame on this one. So uh, we just have to be better as a unit. There's no doubt about that. Notice he did not single himself out, although he was at the very top. If you were to look at the totem pole of suck, he would be at the top of the totem pole of suck. But he didn't want to name himself, so he said, we, we lose as a team. We win as individuals. We lose as a team. Here's more. Here, how about Todd Bowles, usually a straight shooter? Uh, here is Todd Bowles. Uh, what did he have to take away from the Buccaneers' performance against the Eagles? Uh, let's go to the audio tape. We played hard, and we oh, made some congratulations. mistakes. You know, the mistakes we didn't make the first two games, we made this game, and a lot of it has to do with them. Give them credit. I mean, Nick does a great job. Those guys did a great job preparing. Uh, they came in here, and then they beat us pretty good, and we own that. So play the beginning. Todd Bowles, this is his analysis of the Buccaneers, a professional football team. Play the first part. We played hard. We played we hard. Made- That's it. We played hard. Play it again. We played hard. We played hard. Right. Does that even need to be spoken? If you say you played hard, that would mean there are games you don't play hard. But you don't talk about those games you don't play hard. Like, I would say the Denver Broncos didn't play hard against the Miami Dolphins. But did Sean Payton come out and say we didn't play hard? I don't think he said that. I don't think so. Uh, Here's more from Todd Bowles, and he also laments the fact that the Buccaneers were playing a bunch of guys that were not very good. We're thin right now, you know. We're we're playing backups right now, but those guys understand the game plan. We got to do a better job of executing certain things. But it's their first summer guys, first time playing, so we got to get used to that. But they got to make plays. We got young guys, you know. Nobody's gonna feel sorry for us, and we're not gonna feel sorry for anybody. Yeah, I don't. I don't feel sorry for you. Twelve first downs, hundred and seventy-four total yards of offense in a three-hour game. It's hard to get a lot of yards of offense when you don't have the ball. But what do I know? I just do the the overnight show around here. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Paulie Fusco here with Tony Fusco. Yo. Of course, you know us as the host of the number one rated show in all of sports talk, the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show. Yeah. Now, the suits at Fox Sports Radio gave us this airtime because they wanted us to tell you how great our show is. Why? Yeah, instead of us doing that, Let's just let our millions of fans do the talking. Yeah, play the tape. You don't know crap about sports. I mean, why am I even on this crap? Whoa, 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 whoa. That's the wrong tape. Wrong tape. Just forget that. Look, listen to the Paulie and Tony Fusco Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft. I'm your host, Andrew Levy, and I'll be delivering two shows a week to make sure you're caught up on the very latest NFL news, including every free agency move and how it changes the draft needs of your favorite team. Draft experts and talent scouts, mock drafts, and a few shock drafts, too. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is already on the clock on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. It's Maller. How about that? To the third degree. This is when Big Ben gets grilled. And we say hello to the Koopa Loop. Before the Broncos' embarrassing loss to the Dolphins, Rex Ryan had blasted the Denver defense, saying, The problem is on the other side of the ball, where they were supposed to be the best in the league, had somebody taken the job. He was referring to himself. Yes, of course, yes. Ben, do you think the Broncos' D would have been better under Rex Ryan? Well, considering the historical nature of the Broncos' defensive performance, they could not have been any worse. You could have gone down to the 
to the morgue with Hayes and gotten a cadaver, and you probably would have done about as well. Uh, 70 points, 700-plus yards. Of course, Rex Ryan is making it all about Rex, sexy Rexy. Uh, he wanted the Bronco job. He didn't get enough money, and so it's just the hubris of Rex Ryan. But Rex has proven to be a pretty good defensive coordinator, but – the way the Broncos played, it looked like they just didn't give a damn, and it wouldn't have mattered whether Rex Ryan was the defensive coordinator or Vince Lombardi. Next! Before the season, most people picked the Cardinals as the team that would get the number one overall pick in next year's draft. Ben, do you have a different pick now? Well, based on the first three weeks of the NFL season, the Cardinals are actually putting some effort in. They're actually trying and that goes a long way to, to, to being decent. I mean, they're not going to be decent. They'll win three or four games by the time it's all done. But to get the number one pick, you got to be three or less to get the number one pick. So based on the first three weeks of the year, your Denver Broncos, Coop, and the Chicago Bears are in a neck-and-neck neck race to be the worst of the worst. Next! The 76ers reportedly reached out to the Blazers about a Damian Lillard trade. Ben, do you think Lillard would push that team into championship territory? Well, he'd make them better. He's a pillar of winning. I'm a big fan of Damian Lillard, but the Joel Embiid and James Harden, they have this this niche of uh, this knack, I should say, knack of, of just being vaporized in big moments there. So I don't know how Lillard's going to change that. He would make them better, but there's all kinds of rumors that Lillard's about to be traded somewhere, that, but not likely to Miami. There it is, Mallard of the third degree. How did we do? You passed this edition. That is a win. Another win. Put it on the board. I won the game, Eddie. Iowa Sam, I won the game. Iowa Sam, I won. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. So why don't we set the game up, then we'll have the game on the other side. Let's say hello to our combatants. We go to Fresno, California, the old stomping grounds of Eddie Garcia, and we say hello to Smarty Artie, who occasionally calls up to play these games. Hello, Smarty Artie. Hey there. Good morning, Big Ben. Good morning, Eddie. Good morning, everyone. How's life treating you, Smarty Artie? Everything all right there? Yes? Uh, yeah, yeah. Pretty smart. Still smart. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, you sound very smart. And uh, Cleveland Browns, yes or no? Uh, yes. Yes. All right. There you go. So you're positive for the Cleveland Browns. All right. Hold on a sec. Yeah, you're going to play. The, and by the way, who do you want to partner out with, Smarty? All right, let's get this out of the way. You're on the air already. You can play with me, Ben. You got Eddie over there, Iowa Sam, Koopaloop. Okay, let's do the personal state connection again. Go dogs, Eddie. That's a bad choice. Hold on. Uh, we have Michael, who is uh, – that's not Michael. Let me punch the run lineup. Hello, Michael in Nashville. Hello, Michael. Welcome. The Music City, one of the hippest towns around. What's up, big man? I'd, uh, I'd ask how you're doing, but I'd hate for you to dog on my Titans since, you know, still uh, overcoming that awful defeat by the Browns. Wow, it's a great effort by the Titans. Maybe maybe uh, next week they'll get over 100 yards of offense. How about that? Yeah, he might get yeah, – Daniel might actually get over – 100 yards and maybe over six first downs. That'd be nice. So how many how many crap performances does Ryan Tannehill have to have before Mike Vrabel's like, maybe we should try something else? Maybe this isn't working. I, mean, I don't think there's any better options. I mean, Malik Willis uh, backing him up uh, can't really throw the ball. He's a lost 
dog in the pocket and yeah. just wants to run as All soon right. as it comes uh, at him. And yeah. All right. yep, Coops yep. Uh, told me we've met our quota of Titan talk. So, Michael, uh, who do you want to partner up with here, Michael? You got uh, me or Iowa Sam or Coop? I'll go with the Coop. All right. The Coop a loop. Uh, very good. And uh, we'll punch you in. We'll punch Smarty Artie in. Uh, Coop, what are the categories here for this game? Uh, this is the Little Wayne edition of Mallers Mountain of Money. He turns 41 years old right, tomorrow. Happy birthday. Yes. Uh, the categories are stunting like my daddy, lollipop, six foot, seven foot, and sucker for pain. Uh, Smarty Artie, you were first. Okay. How about six foot, seven foot? All right. And Michael, how about you? Um, uh, just you, pick the first one. I'm you were, sorry. Uh, I, he I, was I, not paying. Any, you were not paying any attention. I don't. I don't blame you. I don't. I was bl- actually going to choose that one. Stunt, st- choose stunting that one. like my daddy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Perfect. All right. He doesn't care. It, 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 I, I know. Just All a right. game show. You, exactly. It's, you know, who's, who the hell's listening? I know. Oh my god. What, what the? I'm punching. Oh my god. I can't I hang up on that guy. All right. Uh, everyone, uh, stay. Is that the Red Baron. I know. I hit the wrong button. I heard a buzz. It was like somebody's getting a haircut there. Yeah. Red Baron flying around. Oh, that's, you know why? Because you can't put the three lines up at the same time. There's only two lines. See, if you put the third line up, that's what happens. Crossing anyway. streams. Anyway, yeah, can't do that. So I can no longer do the six-line salute when someone dies because we're not allowed to put all six lines up at the same time. I can do a two-line salute, but not a six-line. The six-line is the highest honor in sports radio. Mm. The two-line is not the highest honor. We mm. are going to have the Little Wayne edition of Mallers Mountain of Money with Smarty Artie and Eddie Coop and Michael in Nashville, a long-suffering Titan fan. We'll get to all of that, and we will do it next. Be sure to catch live editions of the Ben Maller Show weekdays at 2 a.m. Eastern, 11 p.m. Pacific. Now, <laughs> Maller's Mountain of Money. Good Lord, that's a lot of money. Do you have what it takes to get to the top? Probably not. And to the game we go. It's the Little Wayne edition. If you're just turning on the audio device you're listening to, here's the way it works. We've got Smarty Artie in uh, Fresno, California. Eddie's old stomping grounds teamed up with Eddie. And Michael, a long-suffering Titans fan, teamed up with the Coop Aloop, the Little Wayne edition. We have different categories here that we're going to go through. And the question values uh, go all the way up to 100. We start with 10 points, go all the way up to 100. And whoever gets the most points will be declared the winner. And, Eddie, you are up first. Which category did you pick there, Eddie? I didn't pick any category. Uh, I think, I think Smarty already picked, picked six yeah. foot, seven foot. Six foot, seven foot. Is that correct, uh, Smarty Artie? Uh, yes. Yeah. All right. Very good. These athletes are listed at six foot, seven. We'll put 45 seconds on the clock. We need the first and last name, Smarty Artie. First and last name. You're on your way. Go. NBA star for the Clippers, although he doesn't play much, won a title with the Raptors, and was a spur as well. Uh, Fresno State baseball slugger for the Yankees. Aaron Judge. Yes. Uh, Syracuse basketball star in the NBA was the Nuggets, Knicks, Lakers, never won a title, won a lot of gold medals. No, no, no. Uh, NBA Hall of Famer, they called him the Glide for the Trailblazers. Glide the Slide Drexler. Yes. Uh, Current tight end, uh, he caught a touchdown this past weekend for the Saints against his old team, the Packers, uh, out of the U. Yes. Uh, Former NBA player, uh, Laker, he tried acting. Oh, Eddie, you only get to 130. You did not get to the big value question. Well, there's no Uh, way he'd ever get that last one. Oh, I think he would. 
No, no chance. I think he would, yeah. All right, well, you got 130 points. That's not very good. Uh, Coop, you are up. That's not bad. uh, That's terrible. Not bad. bad. Smarty Audi should pick me. Uh, Michael. More points than you would have done. No chance. Um, My ass. Michael, you are teamed up with the Koopa Loop. Stunting like my daddy. These athletes followed in their father's footsteps. The score to beat is 100. Chance to get big points in this category. 130. And you're on your way, and go. Starting running back for the 49ers. Uh, Chris McCaffrey. Yes. Um, shooting guard for the Suns. He's, like, dating a Kardashian. Devin Booker. Yes. Uh, he is the manager for the Yankees. Oh. I'll know it here in second pass. All right. Um, a slugger for the Tigers. Uh, I think he was on the Brewers as well. His dad was Cecil. Uh, Prince Fielder. Yes. Um... He was a coach of the Lakers. He played for the Lakers. His dad was Bill. Uh, Luke Walton. Yes. Um, Arvidas is this guy's dad. He's on the Kings now. Wait, what was the first name you said? Arvidas. Arvidas? Yes. Um, He's Lithuanian. Oh, no. Come see our Arvidases. Domantas Sabonis was the one there. Aaron Boone was the manager. You guys both missed the 30-point question, but we're tied at 130, so should we flip the coin here and see who goes next? Oh, yeah. I mean, they can go next. Oh, okay. Eddie, do you want to go next? Sure. All right. Go ahead there, Smarty Artie. You have Lollipop or Sucker for Pain. Sucker for pain. Sucker for pain, Smarty Artie says. Okay, these athletes are or were all considered injury prone. Injury prone. We'll put 45 seconds on the clock. We're tied up. You're on your way. Go. Current NBA player. He does State Farm commercials for the Clippers, the Suns. Just joined the Warriors. Oh, my gosh. That's great. Uh, no. Uh, Yankee slugger with Aaron Judge. He came from the Marlins. His real name's like Mike. Oh, I don't know if you can use that. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, Mike Giolito. Okay. Uh, well, NBA's the NBA's unicorn. Uh, he was with the Knicks, number one pick. Then he went to the Mavericks. The trade of the Celtics this offseason. Uh, yes. First name? Uh, what's that? Who's that? Yeah, that's right. Uh, former Duke <laughs> star. Uh, he, his dad was a Dallas Cowboy. He made the pass to no, Christian Leitner. Uh, very disappointing, Eddie. Uh, uh, only 30, and you cheated. You used the first name Chris, there. Chris Paul and Giancarlo Stanton. Yeah, I didn't cheat. I said his real first name. Uh, yeah. That's not cheating, that's, dum-dum. That's uh, cheating. You're not allowed to do that if you look at the rules. All right, so this, uh, you got to get 30 points to win. Boy, this is very tough, Coop. I don't know if you can do this here. The category is lollipop. Ben, These ben, ben would choke if he was doing it. Oh, no. I would I would have I've been up by so many. Oh, my God. All right, all right. Let's, let's go. All right. These that athletes all, have their Achille, all had their Achilles pop. 45 Snap, seconds crackle, on the clock. Here we go, Michael in Nashville with Coop. Quarterback for the Jets. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes. Um, they call him the Slim Reaper in the NBA. The Slim Reaper. Can you give me some more info? Uh, he plays Sorry. on the Nets. Uh, he was on the Warriors. He, he started on the, the Sonics. Oh, Kevin Durant. Yes. All right, we're tied. We're tied. Um, we're tied. This guy we're was tied. a point guard for the Wizards. He signed a huge win. contract with the Rockets, and he never played. Um, John Wall. Oh, that's a winner. That is a winner. Eddie loses. 
Eddie loses. Good job, Coop Michael. Wins. Good job, Michael. Sorry, Eddie. For justice, truth, and the American Eddie. way. That's all right. I guess ben didn't win. Smarty Artie ain't that good, huh? Come on. What happened to Smarty Artie, Eddie? Fresno, what happened? There. All right. Thank you, guys. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying a, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, Love at, at first, first listen. listen. We're older, we're wiser, and we're podcasting through a new decade of our lives. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. And getting to the heart of our stories. We're going places we've never gone before, and we're bringing you along with us. With new segments, correspondence, and a brand new sound. Season 9 is kicking off with an intimate interview with Grammy Award-winning singer-songwriter Natalia Laforcade. What's giving you hope right now? Well, when I see what music does to people, it gives me a lot of hope. If you liked Locatora before, you're going to love Season 9. Subscribe to our show and you'll see why Locatora is your prima's favorite podcast. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money in markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.